Riddle me this. When did movie theaters all of a sudden start letting crickets in the theaters for these DC movies? Well, they're about to go away eventually, maybe. And you're listening to episode 191 of the Vigilante 1939 podcast. We are a father-son best friend dynamic where we talk all things DC, Marvel, Star Wars, and more. And this this week's episode, we're discussing the Hollywood Reporter's article titled, Where Have All the DC Fans Gone? And we're answering all of your mailbag questions, courtesy of you all. I am one of your co-hosts, Nick Zanuck. And before we get into the show, if you take the time to wait and review us on Apple Podcasts, we will read your review on air. We are, of course, available anywhere you find your podcast at. Just search Vigilante1939 and you will find us. Now joining me each and every week are Nico and Nick Caruso Jr. Hey, guys. Hello, hello, hello. We've done this 191 times. That's crazy. Yes. So wait, wait, so 200 is coming. The vote yeah. to 200. We'll have to start thinking about that. Yeah. I got Zack Snyder for 200. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that would be funny. Well, also, I actually, yeah. well, no, oh. I won't get into that. Yeah. He's gonna, he's, we're going to talk Rebel Moon only. That's it. No. Well, well maybe. Oh, wait, wait, wait. On that <laughs> topic, I know we have a lot to get through today, yeah. but we're going to do this for, for five <laughs> sure. minutes. Yeah, and I'm bringing this up because I had a very different response to that trailer than the both of you. Uh, just quick thoughts on the Rebel Moon trailer. I was not a fan of it, but you both were. So talk to me about why you were. I was a fan of it because it looks spectacular. Does it look like a mishmash of everything we've ever gotten before? I mean, I'm not sure there's anything that we see that doesn't. Somebody name me something original. Oh, I will. Maybe Barbie. <laughs> True. Maybe Barbie, right? <laughs> and I mean, as far as the comic book genre and the sci-fi genre, I mean, let's kind of be honest here. There's just there's just not a whole lot we haven't seen. So mm-hmm. for me, I think the narration by Anthony Hopkins added a little bit more credibility to it because I, I had no idea that he was part of it, even if oh, it's no? just in, in uh, voiceover alone. Um, And I'm always... <clears throat> I was gonna, I was gonna tweet this out, but I'm so tired of, of, of or xing whatever we call it. You know, I'm not. I, I, I don't see Snyder's other stuff. I've only the only work I've ever seen Scott's uh, Zack oh. Snyder do nice. is the DC stuff. I've never seen Sucker Punch or 300 mm. uh, and Watchmen. You seen 300? I have not seen 300. Oh, no. it's great. No, so it's it not is, like it I'm. So I'm not a Snyder zaddy fan or anything like that but i don't know to me it looks ambitious it's on netflix it'll have a lot of eyes on it it'll be interesting but i don't disagree to the people that said it looks like a lot of stuff they've seen before but it just looked good to me i thought visually it looked really good as far as the story is concerned i have no idea Hmm. z z 
Also, real quick, I, I got to be up front here. I'm sorry I might have botched her intro a little bit. I, I tried these whitening strips on my teeth, so my mouth's a little... That's right. A little, little sour here, but but we're going to get through this. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, anyway oh, Cell Rebel intro. Moon and Netflix, am I right? Oh, wait, never mind. Yes. That, that's already going to Netflix. Okay. Anyway, uh, look, it, 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 it looks like everything we've, we've seen before. doesn't look any more thematically different than any of his other movies uh, we've seen before. I meant it because of what Mr. C said. It just looks epic and grand and the fact that it's going to be primarily streaming on Netflix. It seems like it's going to be something different than Netflix usually puts out. Uh, so on Netflix, I am curious. It is Zack Snyder, so a lot of visual storytelling. I'm in it on, on network art. I'm sure it looks glorious on a 4K TV or a will at least. Uh, but like it literally it does feel like somebody told Zack that you can no longer do a comic book movie. You're maybe a little too grandiose for Star Wars. So you can go ahead and do your little Rebel Moon movie and just put it all in one big basket and see how it goes. That's literally what it feels like. But I'll be there. I'll be there nonetheless. There'll be a lot of people that are going to be there. Yeah, a lot of people that say they're not going to be there, they're going to be there. Oh, and uh, here's, I, I would love to know be, the streaming yeah. numbers also as well. There's well, you'll know them because they'll yeah. tell you. There's also probably might be more eyes in that movie than the last four DCEU movies put together. So we'll see what happens. I, I don't yeah. say that. Well, I'm everybody watches a Netflix movie regardless. That's know, not the problem. Yeah. It is. It is what it is. It's you know if you if you like I said, I'm not a diehard. I I I don't. I'm not a. Snyder, I, I don't I don't sit there and watch all his filmography. I happen to like what he did with the DCEU, and I happen to be one of these people that's that's going to sit there and pose the question one day: Would have been better if he would have continued and finished, or is it better with what we're going to get? I, I don't know. We'll we'll answer those questions in three or four years, I guess. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just real quick for me, so like I'm a I'm a Zack Snyder supporter. Um, not, you know, on the level that some got to online, but, you know, and that's another thing that people have to explain that to it. It's, it's the crux of that article we're going to talk about. It gets really tiring. Sure. We're like, we're like, you're you're almost like, if you say you like his stuff, it's like, no matter what anybody says, there's that lumping Mm -hmm. into you that you're this toxic vile. Well, it's unfortunate, right? It's unfortunate. Um, and so, cause I like this stuff for DC and you know, I, I don't love what happened to him. So I, I do try to support, I do like Dawn of the dead. I do like 300. I, I really like a lot of what he's done. I was a little kinder to army of the dead than I should have. I was kind of in the moment for that yeah, movie when it came out, but for this, I, I, I'll be there. I'll watch it. I'll support it. I'm not trying to say that. I think it's bad. That's going to be a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a visionary director. The visuals and the spectacle of it all is apparent in that trailer. I mean, things look downright epic, but you know, that's where he flourishes. What I didn't vibe with the trailers, not necessarily. It's a lot of what we've seen before. Cause we just got that with Blue Beetle and it was fine. There's, and he might pull it off. I don't know. There's so many different tones and world and looks in that trailer that I had to watch that trailer twice. It looks like an anthology series of we're, we're going to different episodes of different plants. I mean, characters don't even look different back and forth. You have, you, you almost have like this gritty sci-fi that feels like it's like a cross between like Dune and Andor. Then you have like a giant Eagle that reminds me like the Chronicles of freaking Narnia 
<laughs> then there's this giant spider-like creature that looks like it's out of Alien. Then they're on like a Western planet where it literally looks like people from Alabama going, well, I don't want no trouble around here. And then it's like a Taylor Kish looking guy with an old revolver. <laughs> and then you have like lightsabers that look like Kylo Ren's and everyone's going, eat perfected lightsabers, eat my ass. I don't think they're um, lightsabers. They're just swords, aren't they? Yeah, they're just swords or something. Yeah. So like I'm, I'm saying all this and I'm like, and then Anthony Hopkins going, these people have to decide what they are in the history there was a girl before. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm watching. So maybe he pulls it off. It also got split up into two parts so it could be shorter and an hour yeah, and each or whatever. I'll be there. It might be the greatest thing in the world. I'm just saying from that trailer, mm-hmm. I'm like, this looks like a greatest hits album of every film that Netflix is coming out with in the next year. There's that many different tones and feels. So, um, so much samurai-ness too. So, so we'll see. Fair. Um, Fair. And I don't want to get into it. No, I don't want to get into this. I was going to get another debate. I have two tweets in the drafts. I'm not going to do them. You know what? I'm do not going to do them. Do it. You know what? I am going to do it. Do I it. feel like I'm also getting. Do it. Do it. I have two sides of the coin with him Do right it. now. Because on one hand, I think he's always been, maybe not, we found out with maybe the, the Snyder stuff towards the end, but with Netflix, at least, he's been a great sport. Mm-hmm. And he's really embracing streaming right now, which I respect because I do have part of the mindset that that is somewhat the future of content, right? And there is a home for it. And there are large numbers and large business when it comes to Netflix. And I, but I don't believe this jabroni for one second when he says he wasn't interested in putting Rebel Moon in theaters. That he's not interested in a theatrical release. Please, Zach, I know you're a good sport. And you're trying to pump Netflix. You're trying to give credit to streaming, which is the right thing to do. However, you don't make a hundred sixty-six million sci-fi spectacle, try to build out a universe, and say, "Oh yeah, I don't want that on IMAX or Dolby screens." Eat my shorts, Mister Snyder. Don't you lie to me like that. And then for for some of the the, I mean, it's out of his fans saying it, but like. Zach gets the future. What a ballsy thing for a director to do. Nah, man, he's just screwed in the streaming and trying to make the most of it. Don't act like he's Nolan ain't going to streaming. <laughs> Trust me, Nolan's about to make a billion dollars for a three-hour film of, <laughs> of freaking people talking. No action, just right? talking. So <laughs> you you can this idea. I just don't believe. Him. That's all I'm saying. I think he's being a good sport, but I don't believe him yeah. whatsoever. You know how many small studios would kill to have a movie like that? You imagine if an A24 had gotten their hands on like a Rebel Moon or a Neon. I also think it's silly for Netflix kind of knowing his fan base, knowing the numbers that they're not going to do an extended theatrical release for this thing. I think it would Warner Brothers wouldn't want a Rebel Moon Uh, for a three-week exclusivity. Anyway. Um, but I hope it's great and I hope it's yes. huge and I hope we play back this podcast and go, remember when Nico was, a uh, was so upset about rebel moon. And then you guys all call me crazy. Remember when Nico made but, us put the E tag on the, you episode? know what? 
because he hates Rebel Moon. But you know what? We're about to get spice here because there's a DC article. We're not about <laughs> Anytime to Anytime an article comes out from the Hollywood Reporter, <laughs> you can count on us to talk about it. Anything with DC um, in the Hollywood Reporter. Yeah, but this is by Richard Newby, who's a, who's a really yeah, good dude. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. We all follow him on Twitter. We and, all uh, follow him. He, he, he responds. He's, a, he's an excellent writer. He's... Uh, yeah, yes. He's a fan of the genre. He's a fan of the DC, which is good stuff. So, yes. He's a good man. He's the father of my children as well. I'm sure he's going to like hearing that one. <laughs> he's not going to listen to this podcast. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So, we'll spend some time on this. Not yeah. too much. We'll spend some yeah. time on this. Oh, we got to give it also like, uh, let's all three save our thoughts on the takes about the article later, because in the last week I've seen so many people argue with semantics and I'm actually getting really guys. I'm getting really tired of it, but anyway, Richard newbie, the article, where have all the DC fans gone and, and just Zeddy graciously put some um, of the highlights in here. So I'll just do my best to run through it, but to give a quick summary, it's basically an article talking about, why the DC brand is not successful on screen right now, plain and simple. Um, Some of the quotes that are true is, you know, fans love Batman, but maybe not Batman as a supporting character because obviously in the flash, there were two and that didn't move a needle whatsoever. Um, They just want Batman that the Joker, right. Seem like those are the two most marketable characters for Warner brothers for DC. We've been saying this forever. Um, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, um, the, uh, direct quote is WB has to do more than make fans believe a man can fly. It has to make them believe there's a willingness to see that flight to its destination. The most successful DC films are director driven approaches that created passionate fan bases, not alienated from them. You, you know, Donner, Tim Burton, Chris Nolan, Juan, Gunn, Reeves, etc. cetera. Uh, but with that director's second characters first, you know, he said something like fans love this Tom Holland Spider-Man films, but they're not going crazy for John Watts. They're not diving into John Watts's life or filmography. Most people probably can't name what John Watts has done besides the Spider-Man films. Um, DC is described as being too like trying to be like Marvel that I'll touch on later. That's the only part of the article. I, at this point I disagree with that was true back in the day. Um, and let filmmakers, you know, challenge what we, what we think we want from these movies and what we think we know about these characters. They tried that. That's my other asterisk. They tried that and didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, so long story short, there's also there's also something in this article. I think another another part that I read is that it also talked about a lot of this online chatter the general public does not know about. I want to put that in here. He brilliantly talks about how like nobody's not seeing these movies because James Gunn is like rebooting the universe. People don't know that yet. Um, He, you know, talks about the rough toxic parts of the fan base talks about, he talks about what happened with Snyder and, you know, with David Ayer's recent comments, you know, that we find out that they didn't even test Batman versus Superman. So they were really shell shocked. So there's a lot more than that. 
Mm-hmm. What we're going to talk about is this idea with some of these quotes thrown in. If you want to touch on them, you can. You don't have to. Why, where have the DC fans gone? And I would like to tweak the article name and say, where has the DC general public audience gone? I don't think there ever was one. Mm. I agree. How about that's the answer? I agree. There were fans of characters, like he said. There, There's a lot of big fans of, of Batman, certainly. A lot of fans of the Joker. They captured a little lightning in the bottle and had a hit with Wonder Woman and Aquaman. So I would say that that all works. And I, I, would, I would garner to tell you that if you polled 100 people that saw all those four movies, a general audience, maybe five know that they're even connected in the same universe. And so that's the answer there. Mm-hmm. There never was a brand. There never was a, a brand loyalty. Um, you know, I've, I've heard people say like Warner brothers was King. They were, yeah, they were King with certain characters, with certain IPs, but the whole thing together, the, the ensemble act never, they, it was, it was off before it could begin. Right. It was off before it could begin. They, they panicked and they didn't let it come to fruition. They rushed things. And that's why we're sitting here today with it. I don't think they'll ever truly be a DC brand. I think you'll just have general audience members that hopefully will love Superman legacy and some of the stuff coming, but guys, it's a long time. You're never going to know if there's a DC, if you'll never know if the DC brand works. Now, what is the DC brand? Yeah, it is Batman. It is the Joker. It is. It's all that. But it's not regarded in the same way as Marvel because people can't even tell you. People know Iron Man is Marvel. They know Thor is Marvel. They know Captain America is Marvel. Okay. They know Black Panther's Marvel. They know your mom's Marvel. <laughs> I got mom his ass. ass. I got his ass. Yeah, I, I knew you do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they know your mom is marvelous too. Whoa, hey. Whoa, I said Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, why is Gamora? Oh, he added the whole US to me. Why is Gamora? <laughs> Adjectives, they're different. Why so here. Is okay, so um so you can say that uh it just is what it is. I'm gonna let Zeddy go because look, where have all the DC fans gone? Where do broken hearts go? It's a one direction song. Yeah. How the hell do I don't you know? know. I was going, to, going along with it. <laughs> Jesus. They tried, they tried to make DC fans and they, they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Z. Yeah, I mean, like the title. I think seems a lot more polarizing than it actually sounds. Cause in a way, everything that he's, he said really is validated. Like to a degree. And it, it, the article is very well uh, written. I do have to give Richard Newby his shout outs. I know he probably won't ever listen to this, but um, especially like if you are a DC fan, it, it is a must read article. I think he does highlight a lot of the frustrations that I think most of us have really felt over the past, like five or six years. I mean, like that being said, yeah, if you really think about it, I mean, there's a case to be made that DC always thrives when it's dark and intense, but on the flip side, it hasn't always done that. So there's a little 50-50 as regards to, you know, what history has proven us, you know? So it's it's interesting, but I would argue the answer is really simple. The Where have all the DC fans gone? Well, when you pivot away from Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, you don't do a green another Green Lantern movie for the next 
I don't even how how many years it's been. You're gonna steer people away because those are the main DC characters that, are, regardless of who you are, whether you grew up with the Super Friends, you grew up with the animated Justice League series, you know a good portion of that lineup. And when you don't do that lineup, nobody's gonna know who the hell you're doing or what the hell you're doing. Um, so it's it's interesting to think that if they had just righted the ship from the get go, course corrected would would have prominent Superman movie done a better Batman you know sh- showcase more of Wonder Woman get Green Lantern going uh, I think we probably would have been in a better spot I mean but then you know you look at something like Marvel you know before the MCU what was always Marvel it was Spider-Man and it was X-Men you got a few incredible Hulk movies known in the mix too but what was DC before the DCEU it was the Dark Knight trilogy primarily and it was Superman Returns didn't resonate. So it was really that, right? So it's really always been Batman, Superman, Joker movie made a billion, got lucky with Aquaman, Wonder Woman Woman changed the paradigm as far as female superhero movies go. But then that's it. So it's interesting. You know, I mean, where have all the DC fans gone? I don't know. I mean, there's a case we made that some of the Marvel fans are going away too. So there is also that crux. You know, I wouldn't... I wouldn't necessarily paint it so doom and gloom that it's still just the MCU versus DC needs to get back on top. I think the genre in general is changing, which we obviously saw this year with Marvel too. With that being, we still don't know what the Marvels is going to do, but it definitely feels like Guardians just got by through the skin of its teeth because it happened to be James Gunn and it was the conclusion of a trilogy. Um, DC didn't hit the mark on any of their movies, unfortunately. We'll see what Aquaman does. Uh but yeah, it's a it's a long, long ways ahead, man. Yeah, but before Nico goes, the reason DC didn't hit with any of those movies is because nobody knows what DC is. They were just they they put out a Flash movie, yeah, a Black Adam movie, a Shazam movie, and when you have The Rock promoting as much as he did talking about DC, and still people don't know what DC is. they don't understand. Yeah, and it's so disjointed and fractured, and it, it it's so confusing that yeah, there's nobody has the time. Like again, we do because we're geeks. Mm-hmm. And we've been doing this, but the average moviegoer has no clue. They just know The Rock made a movie. It didn't look good. Mm-hmm. They know Zachary Levi is kind of a goof and he yeah. shouldn't. He's too old to play that role. And yeah. those few people that saw those movies just didn't care for him. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. There is no brand. Yeah. Marvel's so, a brand. Yeah. Marvel's brand started with Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Right. Can we yeah. all agree on that? It didn't start oh, yeah. with Raimi. No. It didn't start yeah. with any of that stuff. So there really was no MCU. Right. There was Marvel movies, but the Marvel IP wasn't really big. Yeah. It started with Iron Man, and they nurtured it, and they let it grow, and it blossomed into the biggest IP that rivals the best of all time ever in the history of, of motion pictures. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> DC tried to do that to DCU with Man of Steel, and that you know, that was disjointed out of the gate. And then we all know what they did. We're not going to talk about that again. Yeah. You know, the DC fans are going to see these movies. That's who's going to see the movies. Those there, are, we go DC to the movies. Yes. DC we're fans. there. We yeah. could tell the 20 people sitting by us. Like, they're there. Yeah. They're DC. Because we're their opening night, right? Every movie. For all these movies. Every we're their movie. opening night. Yeah. And there's, Every been, and there's been nobody there opening night. Except for the Flash uh, uh, screenings that were free were, were gonzo. Well, yeah, the the first one, was the same. The first way, one, you know, I thought yeah, it was going to be the biggest fun. movie of all time because yeah. I was fooled yeah. 
into believing yeah. that that was a general audience at that screening and it was just mm-hmm. diehard DC fans. So, you know, so the article is a great article. Yeah. Great article. And, and he brings up so many valid points, but at the end of the day, it's, it's not about the general audience. You know, we're, we're, I think we're there. So when they show that theater and they go, there's the DC fans and the Marvel fans, that's more of a general audience type deal. Yeah. You know, the it's, DC fans are there. Yeah. They're this, there. You know, high just, water, they're there. Just are yeah. not, when you, when you compare the DC fans to the GA, it's, it's a, it's a minute fraction yeah. of, of Marvel, of the Marvel fan base. Go ahead, it, go ahead son. I'm sorry. I just said it. No, it's fine. It was, yeah. It's, it's all stellar stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to add a lot more to that. Here's what I'll say. This is what I, you, you brilliantly brought it up Dad. this is the thing I was going to say when I, when I um, got, saw people arguing semantics, people are like, well, the DC fans, we didn't go anywhere. We're still seeing the stuff. Title is misleading. Like Zeddy said, the DC fans have been here. We've always been here. We're going to everything. Hell, we saw the killing joke in theaters, that freaking awful animated Lord, thing. Lord right? help your soul. <laughs> we've, we've been there. We're yeah. still going to be there. That's not the issue. The issue is where are the new DC fans? Where are the general public DC fans? Like there are the Marvel Comics fans, there's Marvel fans, and then there's just the people who say, consider themselves fans of the Marvel movies. That could be anyone, right? Mm-hmm. If you've seen almost all of them, you're a fan of it, right? That counts. No one was able to hop on board because the first movie in the franchise was not that great and not that well received to people. There's so it takes to prove it. Reviews the box office. Go look at it. It's there. That's the number one thing. They started off on a bad foot. Not that many people hopped on. The people who did hop on for BVS, a lot of people did not like that movie. That movie is still, it's maimed, it's memed, it's made fun of to this day. The general public thinks that movie sucks. Then what they did is they kept course correcting. And then instead of, like my dad said, trying to build a brand, and Zeddy, you said this earlier, around the core characters, the whole idea of just make good movies and people will come. I'm so tired of hearing that. I'm so glad that was proven wrong. I am so glad that quote I heard for years was proven wrong because they made a lot of good movies and no one freaking went. That's silly. When you start pivoting to Shazam and Black Adam and Blue Beetle, while you might have found enjoyment, Birds of Prey and R-rated Birds of Prey movie, as much as I enjoy that movie, that's not how you build a brand. I'm so sick of that. And I'll tell you the other way not to do it either, even though they were successful, a standalone R-rated pseudo Joker movie yeah. and a standalone Batman movie with your biggest character in its of own universe it, yeah. and not connected to any single thing. That's yeah. not how you build a brand either. As much as I adore both those movies. Yeah. Right. You're not, this building is the problem. Right. The art of you're building a character, laying it out. You're, you're, yeah. What you're doing is building more fans of those characters. Of those characters. That's they, correct. They, that's all DC. Yeah. And that's why there is a problem in this director driven thing and why it was a problem. Yeah. We never will know what happened if they stayed course and let that whole kind of couple phases of projects come out. We'll never know. That's why James Gunn is trying to do it now. And this is their last shot. You cannot build a brand the other way. Like my dad said, like you said, Zeddy, people do not know what DC is. And they're seeing characters going, what the hell is a blue beetle? Right. When 
we don't have Superman. People got Robert Pattinson's Batman over there. We haven't had Wonder Woman in a few years. Yeah, Aquaman was cool and fun. What are those Shazam movies? What did Dwayne Johnson just do? There were these TV shows where they're saying F Batman. People don't know what DC is, and that's what James Gunn is trying to do now. Problem is, it, I don't know if it it'll might come. be too late. Yeah. It might be too yeah. late because you're starting over with like the same character again. Right. And now you got this Matt Reeves Batman thing going on and you need, this is different because when Iron Man struck gold, it was like this nuanced thing. It was the oh, end of Nolan's There's going to be another part. movie. Yeah. Well, now there's going to be this Thor movie I have to see. Now there's going to yeah. do that. James Gunn is trying to do this thing where you got Superman, but Blue Beetles in the universe. There's Creature Commandos. There's going to be a Swamp Thing film. There's going to be a Green Lantern show and a Booster Gold show. He's trying to do what Marvel got to. Yeah. Yeah. And the DC fans, us three, I'm excited for it because I could watch a Superman film and then go watch Swamp Thing and be a kid in a candy store. I've been doing it since 2013. We've all been doing it since 2013. Yeah. We've been doing it since before that. Yeah. Problem is, will the general public hop on to all this? I don't know. And every argument about this is over. That's what I want to make clear to every argument about what worked, what's going to work. What's not, it's all over. Mm -hmm. We'll mm -hmm. see what Aquaman two does, but you could chalk that up to sequel to a billion dollar film and people like Jason Momoa. It's not a DC thing. Yeah. We'll see what happens with James. Gunn. Yeah, but this whole idea has nothing to do with DC other than the fact that the, the characters whole, are the whole conversation. Has no, no buzz whatsoever either. The, no buzz. No trailer, yeah. and it's supposed to come out in three months. The no whole buzz. thing about you know Snyder ruining it. The fans fast forward to just do good standalone films, and people will come to the argument of the Elseworld things can work and a shared universe can work. Put all that to rest. You'll you'll see it in twenty twenty five. You'll see it in yeah. 2025. People don't even go see good Oscar movies. You want to tell people to go just see a good but, regular DC movie? But more so <laughs> what I'm trying to bring up, Zeddy, is like yeah. this article to me, like I'm no longer like after we talk about this today, we yeah. wait till Superman Legacy because the Batman part two will be dope. Joker will be dope. Hopefully yeah. Aquaman's least enjoyable, but like that's it. Like yeah. this whole arguing, whatever, It's it, it was all proven wrong the minute they had James Gunn take over. Yes. Yep. Nothing yeah. else matters anymore. None of these Agreed. conversations matter. You can hold on to it. I don't want to hear about technically Blue Beetle in theaters was supposed to be an HBO Max. So it's getting some returns, even though it looks like it's underperforming. It's going to have some returns and then, then streaming up. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. It's no one cares bomb. about the movie. Yeah. No one, exactly. No that one cares about the movie. That doesn't mean you can't continue on, but it, exactly. it, it's, but it but came, it's yeah. it went. I'm not going to look numbers, back. Yeah. I'm <laughs> not going to look back and, 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 and clap for Warner brothers yeah. and say, Hey, you had a couple hits. I'm glad you got little returns on the Suicide Squad during the pandemic. I'm glad hey, that John you know Cena's Peacemaker show made ratings. They're I looking for participation trophies is what exactly. they're looking for. Exactly. We I'm all looking win. for the Barbie movie. I'm looking for Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer's going to make a billion freaking dollars. Oppenheimer's a mega, mega. Who the I hell had Oppenheimer making a billion Nobody. dollars in their bingo card? Who no, the no. hell? Yeah. Barbie crossed a billion dollars. Barbie's the highest Barbie's, Barbie's Warner Brothers movie of all time. 
Barbie might be the biggest, one of the biggest movies. I mean, it already is. It's, 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 it's the highest Harry grossing <laughs> Warner Brothers film of all time. Jesus. Right. So that's where I'll clap for Warner Brothers for yeah. investing in something like the Barbie movie. Mm. I'll clap for Universal for scooping up Nolan for yeah. getting Oppenheimer. I'll clap for Universal who scooped up, you know, Jordan Peele a while ago. That's what I clap for the studios for. But when you have an IP like DC that's flubbed up to this point, I ain't clapping for the little returns or the tax write-offs that you're getting. Screw that. You had canceled movies. You had films that never happened. You have films nobody saw. You got a toxic fan base out of it. You got all this stuff. And you all still, that to rest. And you still don't have some of their biggest characters. And they're not they're like Green Lantern and other. They're not even in the Flash. It's a and bomb. Superman. I'm not it's counting terrible. the post credit scene in Black Adam. And Superman hasn't been on screen in over six years. Please. Please, please, I'm 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 tired. Put this conversation. This television show is more prominent than anything that they've done in the last. Put all these arguments to rest. Yeah. Now we're gonna see what really happens. The DC brand has one more shot. Yes. Outside of fans, we're all gonna be there. We're all gonna be there. Us DC fans who consider ourselves nitty gritty, nerdy, beautiful nerds, the DC fans. We've been there. We've We're been, there. Keep being there. been there. We're We've not there. who you need to worry about. Nope. And as you can clearly see, there ain't enough of hey, us. And it doesn't matter if you're pro Snyder, anyway. anti Snyder, pro no. We go see them all. Yeah. We're there for all of them. I'm there for it all, man. Right. I, I saw the Justice League six times in theaters. Yeah, you did. Yep. <laughs> because I, I was being such a good DC fan, like you are all telling us to do. Yeah. I saw a movie I didn't like that many times because I thought if it makes enough money, we'll get more. Putting these characters we'll get more. Out, right. We'll get more. That didn't happen either. Yeah. Exactly. So that being said, let's put the power. Any final thoughts? Yeah, no, I think the, we. Let's I think give we, the power to the people. Let's give the power. I don't want to keep talking about that because we won't stop. We won't stop. The power is mine. <laughs> Do it, Nick. The power to the people. <laughs> Come on, ready? We give it to you, the people. And you betrayed us. James Gunn says he has a new shared universe. But you fuckers are still stuck in 2013. <laughs> I love you all. What's the doctor when he snaps his neck? That, that oh, poor guy, man. Dr. Pavel. <laughs> and are you the only one who can control this device? I am. <laughs> That's kind of like the Blue Beetle scene, though, isn't it, though? Kind no, because that at least I was more. I would have said there's more. I would have said not rubbing the trigger. The trigger. I would have said I left uh, instructions somewhere where if anything happens to me, Nick, they'll someone's gonna find it and disarm the bomb so you can't kill me. You see this trigger, everybody. <laughs> I dare each and every one of you to come out of those seats and take it from me. Because if you take this trigger, you will save your city and Batman won't be able to come and help you then. Oh, you God. see this trigger. Again, take the trigger. Anyway. So funny. Okay. All right. So, let's go. We got questions. I'm pulling them up now. All right. uh, a lot of questions. Thank you. Y'all always show up for this. And we really appreciate it. Um, what's funny is there's some that are like really random, which I think will be another 300 pages on the conversation we just had. And let's <laughs> once again say, if you had any opinions that we talked about, they're valid. I'm just telling you at this point, 
don't waste your time. Just wait till 2025 for Superman Legacy, and let's hope it doesn't blow. All right. <laughs> Lauren at Friendly Neighborhood by the great friend of the show. Shout out to Lauren, the biggest Lauren. Supergirl fan we know. Um, so let's hope that woman of tomorrow is a hit. Um, she's the only one who might like Sasha as much as Eddie does, but hey, it's close. Hey. Um, Fair enough. I actually really like it's like a cute question to start off with. Which Star Wars character would Supergirl be best friends with? Ray. That's a good one. Mine yeah. is Ahsoka. Mine is Ahsoka because okay. it just makes sense. It's it's Ahsoka has a lot of the right beliefs that are in line with you know what our super people believe. Clark and Kara Zeddy. Padme. Mm. She would be. R.I.P. But she would be. R.I.P. But she would be. She would be. She would be. She would be the person on the ground doing the political stuff. Damn, I like that. That's a great question. That is a great question. And like Natalie Portman. Shout out. Yes. All right. From BJ Shea, our favorite guy from Boston. Boston. He likes all the Boston. Boston. Shout out to Boston. Locking the car. Um, Go park the car. So this oh, is Red Sox. This is fun because we got this answer. Like we got this question like the first year we did this podcast, I believe. Like really? 2020. Not the first year, but back during 2020. Because I remember my answer for this at the time. It changed now. You're stranded on a desert island. What's the one comic book storyline you want with you to read over and over? For me, it's simple because it'll it'll occupy most of my time no man's land Batman. yeah yeah it nice. takes a lot of time it's gargantuan nice zeddy i am going to have to say let's see stranded on a desert island i'm gonna say dark victory or three jokers that could be those two either day i like those i like it for me i think at the time i said like the first like all the lee dicko spidey stuff yeah that's a good one um, I'm going to change it. Hmm. I'm going to change it to probably invincible. Oh, okay. Because it like has that. a beginning. It has an ending. And there's so many like really cool comic book, like not tropes, but like hero's journey, like comic book things he does throughout it. And, um, it's 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 such an interesting world he builds. I I think I've had so much of my other characters I love for so long that I think Invincible I would love to just read again and over and over. Um, I think that's what I would do. You're that, a traitor, I, man. I think no that's DC what I would do. Marvel. Well, if I have them both with me. my enemy. I have them both tattooed on me, so I could just Shame. stare at those forever. Shame. If you're not uh, my friend, then you my enemy. This is—he's doing the whole scene. I love it. I love it. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. I'll do what I must. We'll try. Try. Um, from Javi, Javi. Al Corazon, which is what, which is what Mr. Paul Herman's been 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 calling him. Um, Javi's just a just a phenomenal human being. Um, all these are phenomenal human beings, but Javi, uh, great question. What's your favorite nineties epic? The death return of Superman, 
Nightfall, Quest Crusade, and er, the uh, Spider-Man Clone Saga. Um, I'll go first on this one. I would say Nightfall. Um, Dad, I think you're going to say Nightfall too, right? Or am I wrong? No, because No Man's Land came out in the 90s too. Mm. You like No Man's Land more than Nightfall? I do. Wow. I mean, the whole bad family's in it. If you, you've never I'm read it. I'm actually not shocked by that. I can it's okay, that. Nick. You've never read it. I, I know that. But I mean, it's. No, it's, I'm, it's, I'm telling you that. Yeah. It's a fascinating take on the character. It's the first time you ever really see what has been troped to the billionth degree, the Gotham City. And oh, Orleans. that. Yeah. Um, it's the mother of all that. And it it, and it served as, a, as kind of a um, inspiration for The Dark Knight Rises. So it's just a great story. And Cassandra Kane comes out of that story. Mm-hmm. Um, there's great Huntress stuff. The whole family, Dick and, and uh, Tim Drake. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> This time, Mister C did it. Yeah, Uh-oh. No Man's Land is is it slightly edges out Nightfall. He has my greatest uh, '90s and Batman, if you will, long form crossover stories. Nice, nice. I'm gonna say Death and Return of Superman. Yeah, that's yeah, you can't go wrong with it either. I mean, that's my comic reading forever. It's about yeah. as good as it gets, too. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. It's no good. matter what age you read that, that still changes like that changes comic reading for you, no matter it what it does, man. To keep the trend of great human beings going, Emmett Davis, seven, but Emmett, great friend, host the gathering of the geeks. Go listen to them, go follow them. Zeddy's been on it pretty recently. Mm-hmm. Um I really dig this question. Can a good musical score make a bad movie good? Can a bad musical score make a good movie bad? Hmm. I'll answer the last. No, a, a good movie is not affected by the score at all. If you're, if the movie's that good, you're not even pretty much paying attention to score. Uh, a great score can not make a bad movie better, but it can make it a little bit more tolerable if there's certain moments and certain parts of music mm-hmm. you like, but for the most part, I'm going to say neither really on both, to be honest with you. It's Edward. I mean, said he films. I said he films. I think even bad movies might still have something redeemable about them. And most, most cases, at least for me, it often is the score. Even like in a bad movie. I can usually like if I like to score, I'll usually shout that out. Nico knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, scores most most oftentimes elevate either a really good movie or a bad movie sometimes too. Uh, pretty sure I even told Nick. I don't know. I think the score in New Mutants is actually pretty good, but I don't think it's a particularly great movie. But I think the score in the movie is pretty good. X Men Dark Phoenix. I think the score is phenomenal in that movie. I don't think it's a particularly great comic book movie, but I I love the score in the movie. So yeah. Uh, for me, I don't think, uh, I don't think if the score is bad, it makes a movie worse. Um, there's definitely times though where like I think a movie's like overscored. Uh, Defy Blood is one recently where I'm like the music got annoying, but I didn't like the movie anyway. Um, I do think not that it can make a bad movie good because like my dad said, when a movie's good, you're in it. And then like the other things that you find positives in are accentuated in a bad movie. You kind of just ripping on everything. You might just be like, and the score was good, but it won't make the movie better. Um, 
I will say a really good score can make a really good movie even better. For example, just to, to give the best recent example, um, the score for Oppenheimer. Yeah. Like Oppenheimer is so good, but it's also really good because how there's music in 95% the movie of the sometime. movie. Like yeah. that yeah. is a big part of why that movie is so great. If you take that score out or diminish it, I think it's a still, I, I, I think it's still a top, you know, so five movie of the year, but that score is, is such a compliment. So um, hopefully we answered it. Agreed. Uh, Chris Schlizzler, I never say last names right at football man 58, newer friend of the show. Great, great Welcome. human being again. All these great human beings, I'm gonna keep saying that. Uh, it's a two parter. Uh, James Gunn likes to fit characters to songs. Do you have any Superman legacy soundtrack ideas in mind? I kind of see helped by the Beatles, um, as a Clark as such a Clark song, but what do you think? What musical motif would you go for overall? Mm. Man, that is such a great, that's question. a great that's question. A great question. Wow. Um, <laughs> and knowing just like what he's done yeah. with peacemaker, kind of that hair metal 80 stuff for that show. And then guardians are all over the board. I mean, I don't know. Why would he change? I mean, I think he's going to give you, some 60s, I, I could see some Beatles stuff in Superman Legacy. I could mm -hmm. also see some, um, wow, I mean, why not some British invasion stuff, right? Why not, why not some rock from the 80s? I mean, I don't know. I that's a great question. I'm, I'm dumbfounded by it because wow. I, I'm hoping that that gun continues using popular songs to go along with, um, you know, with obviously a new theme for Superman. So, yeah, I think it's pretty wide open. I have a lot of faith in him. It's such a great question because I'm going to be thinking about this now for a long. This one threw me. I'm going to need to think about this for a while. Wow. So, like, musical motif. I mean, I can see, like, rock, like, classic rock, alternative rock, like, kind of, like, in that range. That's usually what James Gunn likes to go for anyway. Um, I don't think he usually throws a lot of like classical music in there. Obviously, Guardian Slayer, I think, had a little bit of it um, in there. As far as like songs go, I mean, it's a tough one. I mean, I just was rewatching Back to the Future the other day. I can see something like The Power of Love in a, in a Superman movie by Huey Lewis. That might be a cool one. That's a great song. Uh, like Jump Van Halen. I could see that in a Superman movie. Uh, God, I don't know. Separate Worlds by Journey. I mean, like, there's, I mean, that's like all in like in the wheelhouse of like a third act battle. I mean, like Radio Gaga by Queen. I mean, that's like, you know, like a lot of like feel good songs that like a lot of people are going to recognize. That's what I would expect uh, to be in Superman Legacy. Like, we are the champ, you know, we are the champions at the in the third act or something sure, like that. that sure, fun. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. But but like you see them like that, like and like I think that's how you get a lot of people into it too. Like the way that Guardians always did. It's a lot of recognizable music so some of it's new but it, like, it gets you pumped that's maybe I mean. a little live to win by yeah. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine little, a, a little little open arms by journey when clark sees if, for the first time that's what i'm thinking of you see know? for me i have like this weird i like thought on what he's gonna do they say um, that a hero can come that's fly away. the greatest movie song that's of all a great time. Song, man. Yeah. um 
What are you thinking? I'm with you where I feel like he is going to do not the same, but kind of still draw from those eras. At the same time, I just feel like Superman is such a – he's such – he also – Regal I think, character, like a very majestic hey, character. I think also he's going to give the movie an old saying. feel, yeah. like a retro feel. Mm. I could see some like the older jazz and blue stuff. I'm telling sure. you, I could see some Sinatra. Like, I'm I'm serious. Yeah, that would be pretty good. Because yeah. I think of like, I'm, I'm thinking of scenes of Clark and Lois. Yeah. Like, did you either of you watch Hollywood that David Corn Sweat is in? No. Yeah. No, like I, at I, times no. having like the trumpets or the horns like, playing, like, like, like when they're doing stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, even like though it'll doing, be set yeah. modern day, but with a very like yeah. you'll you'll get these sounds. They, they still play older music in a lot of places. You'll though. get these yeah. sound bites. I do think there's gonna be some popular songs like, like I could definitely talk with Lois. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. like that whole yeah. right in the papers. You know, giving that like older city, yeah. you know, New York feel, even though it's not New York. Sure. You, you know Maybe what I mean? Planet doesn't play music. All I day. could That'd see be that. A boring work I could see that. Because I don't see Superman having the same sort of soundtrack as like Guardians or Peacemaker. Like I don't no. see some of these. I even don't see some of these rock songs. Like I just don't see it. Hmm. Um, I'm thinking more like third act or end credits. I can I'm not see some like, like, in, like I hate to say know. this because he's on a farm in Kansas. I could see some like older country, some folk rock, some Johnny Cash. Like I could see right. some of those songs being sprinkled in there. Elvis, I could see some Elvis though. Yeah, yeah. Elvis yeah. feels like I could see him saving people. With Elvis, I don't know. Do you think we'll get a, a scene where um? Lois no. goes, they say that falling, falling in love is, is wonderful. wonderful. Lois, just to let you know, there's a chance that we will find so better days. Wow, right. that was, Dude, I, I hope you all enjoyed I want to be thinking about that question for like second, the next week or two. Second, yeah. second part of the question. Oh, though. wow, second. Uh... Um, we might have already. I honestly it. can't remember if you touched on this before. Just in case, are we making too big of a deal about the movies doing poorly when we knew it was coming? Outside of the Flash, it was a low expectation DC year. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think, but that's just the nature of it. Um, I think we all secretly thought ho- or hoped that some of these would be hits. I think. Um, there's this thing going with the DC brand. I'm just going to say it. I think there's been this thing with the DC brand after 2017 where there are some fans and there are some people who really, and it's okay. I get, cause I've done it through things in my life too, but they really want to like protect the narrative. Like um, when Ant-Man wasn't doing well, it was, Oh, the movie sucked up oh, bad. You know mm. um, when these Disney plus shows are bad, Oh, they're bad. See, but, you know, then when it comes to the DC films, it's like, well, there was a hurricane. There was this. There's, you know, still people not going from COVID. There was something on yeah. Twitter. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, James Gunn announced a reboot. Uh, yeah. Keaton was back, but people didn't want to support Ezra Miller. How about the guys uh, that try to say that cinema's not uh, back yet, Nick? It's, Nick. So and I, I, listen, there are probably not, there's some good guys, but there are people still to this day. Think, yeah, that are I saying agree. on that X 
that theaters aren't back. They're back. Come on, man. They've been they were back in No Way it, Home. Come on, man. Black Widow, they were back. And I'm not trying to sound like a dick because I know yeah, oh, yeah. there's movies that have yeah. underperformed that at times I've tried to be like, I try to make excuses for. But like, I think people are just not where I'm, I can only speak for myself, where I'm at now, where I'm like, I liked a lot of what happened since 2013, but there was a lot of failures. There's a lot of ickiness and there's a lot I will never revisit. And there's a lot that just were not good ideas. I think people want to look back and like validate every decision DC has made was a fair one. And it was just these circumstances were against it. Like it's okay. So yes, I think we're making way too big of a deal. Yeah, we are. Um, Especially that we know the reverse is we know James Gunn is rebooting everything and it's going to launch this whole new giant glamorous incredible world of dc yeah we know that's coming so we know this stuff doesn't matter anyway do so we? but i think it's just the nature of it all <laughs> do we? well i think we hope that's what he's doing right. well the we only know, movie the studio we know ever that's what he wants to Flash. do yeah the only movie so that's my i can't, I can't anything but the, answer the question yeah. yeah we're making way too big we are we are making yeah, way we're, too big. We're, yeah. We're, we're making way they too only big. cared about the flash and, and they're proving it's you now they were and that's the funniest part and they the were just wrong part, on it. Yeah. The funniest it's the part only movie all, they ever cared about. We all put so much on The Flash and, you know. The Flash and um, Barbie. <laughs> Zeddy will love this question. From Eric the Red. Um, if well, not, will I love it? <laughs> if not Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Who's killing it as hair, by the which, way. She's killing it as hair. Yeah. Which actor should play Huntress? Mm. Wow. Go ahead, Z. Well, I think Nico will love my answers, that's for sure, because I have this ongoing theory that if Marvel's just going to not use, I don't know, Haley Steinfeld anymore, I think she's a perfect huntress, or, 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 is, but... I don't know, maybe you put a black wig on somebody named Anya Taylor-Joy, I think that could work. That would be fun. There you go. For me personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did. I think one. she could just knock you know, out of the park. You know who came to my mind uh, uh, that I, I just... I have not seen these questions, so mm-hmm. I am a little bit slow. Remember, I need Prevagen uh, to remember this. Prevagen sponsored by you can cause. Uh... Anyway, um, how, about a, how about like a Mila Kunis? I'm trying to think of somebody that could have. I have the best little, one. Wow, a, a little bit of some box office there, maybe. I don't know that she's box office, but she's recognizable. I know she's she's probably. I don't know how old Mila Kunis is. Is she even? She's she don't even look her age anyway, so it don't matter. Yeah, I think she would be good. I think she could she could pull that role off with some tenacity and some charm, sure. um, some humor. Wow. Uh, I otherwise I'm I'm trying to think of a, of another brunette. You all are missing out on Monica Barbaro. I I know, but she no, but Zaddy to be Wonder Woman. Though. I would be lying. I have mother roles for her. In go ahead, go ahead. Sam. I have the best one that you both are sleeping on. Go ahead. It's someone who has expressed she keeps she keeps not getting the superhero role. It is Isaac Gonzalez. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Don't bring up your box office thing because there's nobody. There's nobody. And Huntress won't be, she'll be a supporting character. People do love her. That's true. That needs stars. She's uh she's got she's built for it. She's right there. 
Isaac, she's right there. For, that's the first person I thought of when I saw this question. She's right there. She's right there. I'd argue that. The only role she would be better for is Talia. Yeah. Um, but Isa's is right there. Now, Zeddy, don't get me wrong. Monica Barbaro is like my number two or three. Yeah, she should be many different. She number could be many different characters, yes. to be quite honest. Yes. Whether that's Matt Reeves or the DCU. So that um, is, that's where I would go with those. You know what the hard part of fan casting is, is you don't imagine someone with like different hair. Right. Like you only see them as is. Um, yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's where I would go. The only other one I could see, but this person should play bigger roles and she's kind of doing it already in Mission Impossible, but it would be like Vanessa Kirby. She's kind of played the whole fighter thing before Tenacious. Yeah, she like, can like, do I, it I really like well. Haley Atwell too, though. But she should no. be Sue Storm. She's Sue Storm. She should I be know. Sue Storm. Okay. Haley, Haley Atwell's prime for something bigger, though, too, I got to say. She's too old. Yeah, she, yes, yeah, well, yeah. I didn't want to say uh, it. Like, too old. I didn't want to say it. Yeah, I didn't want to no, say, say, say it. She's too old. I didn't want to say it. Um, Aqua. Oh, you know who, you know who could be the huntress? Who? Susan Sarandon. Oh, get the, I oh. knew. You know what? <laughs> oh, I should have thought. I thought he was gonna say Lucy Lou first. Why don't you just do um, Helen Mirren and go backwards with her? Yeah, story. right. right. Oh, if I'm, when she was older, and then then start young. Right. From Luke Spare Glove, big supporter. I liked it. I liked it. Time, yeah, man. yeah. Great human being. Um, in a big screen version of Heroes for Hire set in the late 70s, early 90s, who plays Luke and Danny? Awesome podcast as always, guys. Thank you so much. Oh, man, that's a good question. Luke Cage and Danny Rand, right? Yeah. 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 Luke got Cage him. and Iron Fist? Um, yeah. Go ahead. You got somebody? Uh, no. Well, I know, I know he's already played – the hero thing to death and he's going to be back. But our guy, um, the, our black man actor, I can't say his name, but he's already done it. He's already played. I can't pronounce his name. You know? Yeah. What's his name? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, he's physically you said black Manta, right? I meant black, that he could play. Black ma- I thought he said our black man actor. No, you don't pronounce your T's as much as. Okay. Yeah. He Black would Manta. he would be absolutely like yeah, ideal in the role because he's physical. Well, he's, and he's a Wonder great, Man, right? Yeah, he's yeah. playing Wonder Man. Yeah, That's so I, I forgot about that because I forgot about that project. To be honest with you, I know. Um, and I mean, like, I mean, like, da- like Danny, you just like a young. I mean, Jesus! I mean, our the guy from Top Gun could play him. Um, that everybody wants to be Booster Gold and. What's his name? Your guy? Oh, Glenn Powell. Yeah, Glenn Powell could definitely could definitely play that role. I, I don't even. Yeah, I, I don't. I have limited exposure to these characters. So, um, Luke Cage. You know, a lot of actors have have John Boyega done it. He's smaller though. You know, it's he's a big physical character, so you kind of. But on the flip side, and Danny, Danny for. Iron Fist, I had Tanner Buchanan from Cobra Kai in mind. Yeah, but he's I'm, not... He's, I'm assuming they're going, like, they're going to go younger, just like... Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, you know, you're right about that. Build a brand, build a star. I mean, everybody knows... Everybody will have known, I'm, I'm assuming, will know him, so... Yeah, I mean... Honestly, can... no, one of the... um, 
God, he would be perfect. Zola wasn't the problem with Blue Beetle. I think everybody one of the home, two you know. from Top Gun for Luke Cage. Uh, I think the actors' names are either Jay Ellis or I know who you're um, thinking of. Yeah. Um, who was the other one? Who was the slightly bigger one? Um, I'm drawing a blank on his name. One of those two guys. Okay. And for Danny Rand, like Manny Jacinto, he's from The Good Place. Okay. Um, he's gonna be on the acolyte. That's a tough one. Just because I, I really, it's a great question. Because where were some? I think you're talking about the guy that played Coyote in Top Gun Maverick. I can agree with that. Yeah, I Greg don't Tarzan know his Davis. name though. Yeah. Uh, his name's Tarzan Davis. Yeah, Greg Tarzan Davis. Yeah. There it is. One, one of those two. Um. Oh yeah, he's pretty bell too. From yeah. at the Bat Boat seventy seven. A lot of people are saying, oh. The, this is, we kind of talked about this. A lot of people are saying that that DC fans are not showing up to theaters. Do you think that's the case or that it's more that there's so much superhero content that the GA is tired of this genre, even some Marvel projects? We we kind of talked about that. Yeah, um, they're showing up. DC there, fans are showing there, up. There, there, is fans are there, there is fatigue, though. I think he kind of answered his own question in a way, too, in a way. Yeah. There is but there are, there are also fans who are... Yeah. I think there are DC fans though who, who got tired of this all and are just waiting. I, I yeah. do mean that. There's a lot of people who did not see. I know some DC fans on Twitter who did not see Blue Beetle till the weekend. So they're yeah. they're waiting a little bit here. It wasn't um, prime time viewing. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to remember also all hardcore D- DC fans aren't necessarily straight to theater people either. I know a lot of people who waited for films like The Flash and stuff. Uh, to come out gotham mark one nope just gotham mark not gotham mark one one is the number he has a two part (laughs) (laughs) okay this is a loaded question because i don't want to go on my tirade who would you each like to see as the villain for the batman part two one villain mr so i'm I'm only letting us pick one (laughs) just one villain yeah just just one villain there might only be one villain in the movie anyway (laughs) All right, so at the end of the day, it, it, it sounds like a cliche, but we've already got uh, Penguin, right? Yeah. We've yeah. got Catwoman in there, so there's more than one villain, right? Wow. Well, well, was she yeah. really a villain in the movie? It has to be the Joker. That's, I, that's my answer. I'm sorry. I no, just I'm want sorry. It's got to be the Joker. It's got to be the Joker. I, I, it's, not, time. It's, it's, you know. I'm not looking to wait for him until the third movie. I'm not. I think you should do him now. That's what. That's all I'll say. I want to see. Bring him on now. I want to see a chameleon version of Clayface. I think that could be cool. Can play off so many different people in the movie. It's different. Could. It's not the Joker, but I, 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 but like I, I understand the need to do like Joker. Hush. I just, um, I just think it's too much with the Joker movie, and then Matt Reeves Joker, and then Andy Muschietti. I would like to think is going to do Joker too. So I don't know, but you go with what sells, man. Yeah. So what do I know? Um, part two of the question. Great, great. Um, question. He also says thanks in advance. He's looking forward to the show as always. You're the man. Um, for the first few years of the DCU, what do you think is a sensible number of projects, film slash TV, to be releasing per year? Well, with this, you're getting video games and freaking animated stuff too. Um, so let's just say film and TV. I'm going to say like two and two, maybe two movies and two shows a year, but that's still a lot. Um, I think you start off with just Superman, then sprinkle a show at the end of the year in 2026, maybe have two movies in a show. Um, 
definitely don't oversaturate because that didn't work when the MCU stuff was pumping out left and right. That's really my answer. Well, here's the deal. If you don't count the Reeves show, because it's not part of that DCU, obviously, so you're going to get a Penguin show. But it's part of Warner Brothers' slate. Right. So it takes up space. <laughs> I don't know why I just put my voice like that. Yeah. I don't know either. So here's what they should do. I, quite honestly, two movies, one show. Because mm. I'm assuming Reeves is going to have his, his show. That's enough. That's enough, man. You you got to create the desire. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd say, you know, ideally you kind of want, you'd want like a summer movie and maybe like a winter movie. So two movies probably sounds about right. Yeah. And it, it's and always it's, easier to do streaming, though. Know? Like it's always easier to just pump like a eight episode, eight to ten episode series out. So I would say no more than three shows. That sounds a bit overly no. optimistic. Yeah. I would say probably two movies and two shows. Sounds about ideal and about right just for anything. Animation. I mean, if some of them are animation, I don't really count those. I mean, I don't give a crap. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't care if those are supposed I'm, to. Be I'm assuming relevant. he's going to correlate it anyway. Like, like you're not going to yeah. get like Green Lantern and Booster Gold. I imagine you get like. I don't like the idea that the animation no. is is leads into the real life stuff or whatever. And I and I know this. Yeah. They might be doing that with the spider. I think he's going to tie the story in, meaning that like you'd go yeah. from Green Lantern to Swamp Thing. You're not going to go from like. Yeah, I don't Batman, know. Brave and Batman. Well, but now it's still Batman, Brave and the Bold. The Bruce is going like the story is gonna like flow into each yeah. other. I think that's what he's gonna try to replicate. Sure. Yeah. Sure. From our guy Craig Harlow Robbins Nest, oh, yeah. fellow Tottenham fan, but he's actually from there, so he has more of a reason than nice. me. But nice. Up the Spurs. Um, which <laughs> Bat Family members, plural, do you want to see in the Brave and Bold film? Let's all say the first one on the count of three. It's a bad word, but let's say it. You already? One, two, three. Dick. dick. <laughs> Grayson. Lots of dick. Nightwing. Lots, lots Give of me all lots the dick. Lots of Mr. Dick Grayson. Um, and I personally, here's quite literally, we know we're getting Damien. So I want. The other dickhead. I want. <laughs> <laughs> so I want those main, I want the other main four so dick babs jason and tim i feel like if we're going straight to damien i'm sorry i'm gonna have a lot of problems with james gunn if we go straight to damien and we skip the rest i could live and there will be dc fans who hear this and go i can live without jason mm. but i would love nightwing tim drake and barbara gordon my fear is in this world they went right from Dick to Damien. Let me skip him. If I'm I was not, only guaranteed two besides Damien, it would be Dick and Babs. I'm not yeah. afraid of that because once again you're trying to sell this to a general audience and too many bad family members are too many bad family members that no one will understand mm -hmm. the concept of how many Robins there are. So there's a couple things that make sense here. Dick is Nightwing. The original Robin, and then the other Robin is the son of Batman, and then you have to have Barbara Gordon. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Anything more? So we're all in agreement that yeah. we need Babs, though, right? Yeah. yeah. But okay. I don't think you need another. I don't think you need another Robin, and I don't think you need. Man, I would love the, to see Cassandra Kane get justice, but well, that's down the road. That's down the road. That's down the road. I also Matt think Kane or K Kane. Yeah, I mean, I will I mean, say this: if Tim Drake is used, I think James Gunn uses him as Red Robin. 
Yeah. Nah, nobody, nobody knows. That's I mean, it, it also sounds like you're doing a better version of Batman and Robin anyway, which is what I think most people would tell you they want, which is just Batman, Dick Grayson, and Barbara Gordon. So in a way, it just does make sense. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, too many, too many are going to be. It's it's hard. It's going to be hard to pull that off. <laughs> and after what Titans did to Red Hood, anywhere, I think I uh-huh. think I loved it, but I think I don't know. I think might have to shelve that for a little bit. Yeah, and I think the Red Hood thing is kind <laughs> same, of same with Batwoman. Unfortunately, I think I think you just got to put it to bed for a little bit. Speaking of beautiful people, oh. Mr. Ian Tokyo Joey. Oh, so he has a oh. Star Wars question. <laughs> A Marvel question, a DC question, and an other question. My lord. My lord, Ian. Who is this morning? Star Wars Wars question. (laughs) What is your favorite Star Wars moment from the Disney era? And who's your favorite casting from this era? Uh, My favorite moment from this Disney era. You mean streaming stuff? Since 2015, since The Force Awakens. There's no doubt it's when Luke comes at the end of season two. And my favorite casting, I know you're going to have a different one, but it, it's it's Pedro Pascal as the Mandalorian. Zeddy, you're up. I would say just just to be different, because it like seeing Luke in the Mandalorian, I would say is probably the de facto number one, like universally across the board. I I like when he takes the helmet off for the first time and he gets to see Grogu. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a top one. I I also love when when Leia gets to hug Ray. You know, I think that that that's a pretty special bond moment too. Uh God, I think that's is that favorite casting. Favorite casting. I like. I kind of dug Daisy Ridley as Ray. I think there's still a lot of potential with that one. To be honest, I'm I think the best part of that. Nick Harrison Ford now. is Han Solo. No. My favorite moment is it's he came I mean, back just to die 40 years later. It, I mean, it's Luke. Yeah. I mean, I remember dead where we were. I we're remember the, the conversations right I've had Yeah. for days, the hours after the weeks after that was the first show we ever did with Carlos and Tim. That was such a fan moment. That was such a brilliant moment. It felt like every Star Wars fan in the world, except for the people who were like, it's, it is not a good CGI. Um, it was a beautiful moment for Star Wars fans. That's the that's the only time since 2015, since it's the only time since 2017 mm-hmm. that I feel like <laughs> a lot of Star Wars fans are on the same page. My yeah. favorite casting is the prosthetics used for the animatronic uh, Grogu. Oh yeah, um, that is the best <laughs> casting ever. Um, and if I'm gonna be serious, it's pay. I agree with you, Dad. It wasn't different. It's Pedro Pascal's. The Mandalorian. We just voice. It's the best casting. Yeah. Um, Marvel question. Should we not draw in a Mandalorian costume? Let's be real. For Christ's well, but it's the voice too. Yeah, that really. I know. Matter. I know. It is the. Um, yeah. It is very good. Marvel question. Should Miles Morales stay animated, or are we ready for a live action version? I'll go first on this one. The live action version should come. I would like a little more time with Tom by himself. So I'm going to say after Beyond the Spider-Verse is when Miles should come. Um, But I do think we're ready for a live-action Miles. And everyone thinks that Marvel's done. Just wait till they do that in live-action. They're going to take 
when they bring these characters in live action, all these Spidey people, they're going to take the crown again because they're going to be MCU. I know it'll be in accordance with Sony, but they'll, they're going to take the crown again. So yeah, I, I think, I think, I think we're ready for a live action version. And I think the brand MCU and Sony can, can, I think they they need it too. As someone who would like to see still Spider-Man a longer period of him from where he is at the end of No Way Home, uh, the real Spider-Man, if you will, I don't know how long they're going to play that out, one more movie or whatever. So I think it's really important too. And I think that the character does need to be in live action. So I'm willing to say that you give Tom one more movie and then in the next movie with Tom then becomes the introduction of Miles. I wouldn't be surprised if Miles is introduced in the next Spider-Man movie anyway. I almost guarantee you he'll be in yeah. four. I mean, I would, now, yeah. the character will be in four. I promise right. you. It's got to be the next logical thing. I mean, hey, just look at them video game sales. I mean, if those things skyrocket, you know, you don't think that Marvel's going to be want to be tickled pink with wanting to throw Miles and Peter together. Like, oh, let's do Miles, Peter, and let's throw Venom together. That probably won't be the biggest Spider-Man movie of all time. Just saying. But I don't know. Yes, but yes, the answer is yes, absolutely. DC question, which DC movie has the best score slash soundtrack? Which DC movie? Has the best score slash soundtrack. How, how far back do we go? To, to 78, I guess. Oh. Um, Maybe even to the Adam West stuff. <laughs> That's I mean, back. I don't know, man. I I I still think Rises had an incredible score. I still, yeah, I I really do. I I mean, any one of the Nolan films, but in particular that that film had the music elevated that movie. That's still a great movie. I know it, it gets some shots and. But that's one of those movies where I mean I can I can say like yeah the score really helped the movie I think maybe even did make it a little bit better so for me it would be that it's hard not to say like the Dark Knight trilogy just because I do listen to that molasses quite a bit uh, the Suicide Squad I feel like that has a good like score and soundtrack too just because it's fun and it. Kind of embraces itself too. So I would say, if not the Dark Knight trilogy, probably the Suicide Squad comes to mind. Nico, slight edge to Wonder Woman too, though. I know I'm giving too much, but I do love that score as well for Wonder Woman. That's a great score. The first Wonder Woman. Shocked at Zeddy. Shocked at. Why? Because it's Man of Steel, guys. Wow, that's the best. That's one of Zimmer's best. Forget DC, Man of Steel is like top five Hans Zimmer in my humble opinion. It is very Dark good. Knight is right below it. It is very good. The Dark Knight stuff. Does Man of Steel get lauded for its score? I mean, do they, is it? Is uh, that I mean, the, the Superman theme is utterly incredible. The, the first when, flight, yeah. When, flight. when he flies that theme. Yeah. The, to me, the Zimmer for Nolan is great in the, in, in, and there's these great moments that hit usually near the end of the movie. Zimmer has a couple, there are moments in man of steel where that music absolutely. Yeah. It's it's. I listen to first flight often. And that 
track brings me to tears. Maybe that's often. what I got to do. Start listening to stuff. Yeah. Man of Steel. No, it, it is putting. Is, is the yeah. best DC holistically. It's the best DC score all around. What about when he snaps Zod's neck? There's no music during that part. <laughs> Only yelling. Just he just screams and you avoid. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. Well. No. I'm not. You mean there's nothing there. on there that says the Zod neck snap? No. Unfortunately, uh, no. no. Okay. His That's other question just says Godot or Johansson. I, I assume he's asking us to pick between Gal Gadot. There's only one politically correct answer these days, unfortunately. <laughs> well, I'm a Johansson guy. Okay. I. I can't stand her husband though. Oh God, Colin Jones. He has such a punchable punch face. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> punchable. Um. You know, I'm going. Um... Gal's too tall for me. <laughs> okay. Um, even though your you? mom's a little taller than me oh. now. If the moms are, if we're gonna go, ahead you know, no, no, I, I think I'm going gal. What? Gal? I think I'm really? gal. Yeah. I'm gonna go with gal too. Yeah. Hey, we gotta say the mothers run off limits on this show. <laughs> and then we you got. Hey, one, you wanna know which one I'd go with, Ian? Yo, mamas. I'm just kidding. Your mamas. How about that for other? <laughs> Who's What's the that real does it all the time? Is that JJ that does that, right? What? Your mom. You always yeah. mom, mom I'll, joke, tell you, right? I'll tell you what the <laughs> real question is, though. Everyone's go ahead, forgotten. What? The real question of who is the great... Because that question is really coming down to between Marvel and DC, you know, who is, you know... Okay, well... That people are forgetting... The OG, it was Jessica Alba and Fantastic Four. That's oh, yeah. Movie. I mean, clearly. that is the greatest yeah. till to this day. If without saying it, the, the motivation behind his question, mm. if we know. Um, For she went last off the the sequel. Last, last, qu last, last question, question, my lord. Yeah. I think this Thanks to everybody. This is really lengthy here. I, I, so I, last, I, I think there were a couple weird. more added. There's a good 13, 14. Yeah. Questions. I thought you guys had like three questions. I was like, no. you know. <laughs> The last question. Is, Nobody asked, is he going to wear red trunks in the, in the, in no, the last scene? No, but that's an all-time rant. People <laughs> also, someone tried to log in I'm also done from with a new that, device. Yeah. Was, that, was that you? <laughs> no, that was, log in from a new that was Brainiac. <laughs> it said in Westchester, Illinois, so it's one of you two Jamokes. Go ahead. Uh, what is back. <laughs> we, we just got an alert right, on at, at 1.59 p.m. six hours yeah. ago. So one of you jabronis tried to log sure. in. No, I don't know. Oh, no, maybe it's because Elon changed the thing whenever you log in. Yeah, that's Twitter. true. Elon now you got to Now it's whatever. Thanks, Elon. Elon. Jabroni. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Elon. It doesn't save um, all your settings now. From anyway. Brian P. Brewster. Oh, oh yeah, no. Brian. No, no. no. A legend himself. Which yeah, yeah. he is a legend. King. Um, he also needs one more follower to get to 700. So come on, follow. man. I, how many times can I follow at him? Brian P Brewster? If you're listening, please follow him at Brian P Brewster. He needs yeah. one more, but it's yeah. He, he needs one more for 700. Please get him there. I had a weird um, question by the way, Brian, I'm sorry. Cause it was a little inappropriate for some viewers here, but I know you'll understand. His question is, do you think, do you think Zeddy would be okay if, Mrs. Zednick 
mm. aka Sasha Kaye. Oh wait. You'd Zeddy, have to go, you'll have to go on Twitter. Oh my yeah. gosh, I was on Twitter. Yeah, you'll have um, to. I had a we word your question there. Ripped. Sorry. Oh, 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 he means a fart. Uh, Do you think Zeddy would be okay if his wife, Sasha Kai, was next to him in public and ripped a fart? Zeddy, that question is only, I mean, it's for all of us, but I'm going to let you answer. Would you be that okay? That fart would that? be the greatest fart I've ever smelled oh my in my life. So, I think what? you're a good, you know what, man? <laughs> you're not a stroke. You you're not a you you're not a easily offended person. Um, I think you would laugh hey, and be like, "Haha, look at you!" Being coming, would, coming from Mr. C himself, hey, we, we we love our spouses when the things that they do hey, and the things that they don't. I think you know? it would smell like herbal essence, <laughs> like a nice shampoo. <laughs> I think you would have a a touch of like pineapple smell, probably just glorious. Probably uh, strawberries. Yeah. You know, that's another one. And here's the deal, man. If Gunn's not bringing Gal back and Sasha back, I tweeted this a long time ago. We're starting our own production company, Nick. <laughs> We're going to start filming in the driveway. I'm cleaning out the garage. We're going to call it Vigilante Productions. <laughs> And we're going to start getting some of these people that deserve. And we're going to use that green ring that yeah. I know you guys still have in your house because I've seen it multiple times. Right. I've got to steal it. Nick, I'm going to need your iPhone, time. though, because I have an older model. So. <laughs> your iPhone. We, we, um, need it. we need it in 4K. Not I 1080p, mean, 4K. If Zack Snyder could shoot that shit in his driveway, we can we can shoot some stuff, too. Shoot that shit. That green ring looks like a freaking eclipse. Oh, man. Um, did you guys see? Wait, before we go, I know it's a long show. No, it's not that bad. Whatever. You know what one twenty-one. This is the longest. You one know what I much. haven't. You know what we haven't commented on. No, I can't believe the three of us haven't talked. About What's that? Oh no. Did you see? And listen, I'm all for. At this point, I'm tired of like Easter eggs. Yeah. Did you see they're saying like the Green Lantern ring like collided with the scarab in the opening? What title sequence? Have you guys not seen this? No, no. The the direct. So you know, in the beginning of the movie, when it's doing the opening credits and it shows yeah. like the scarab traveling through yeah. time and space, it collides with something green, and the director confirmed it like it was a Green Lantern ring trying to find someone. It like hit the scarab. So people are like, "Oh, so there's already Green Lantern mythos." <laughs> I can tell dude, you. I can tell you dude, which Green we're Lantern We're scraping hit for Green Lantern content. We dude. all know which Green Lantern are, to hit already. Nathan Fillon, come on. Scraping. Also, Guy Gardner already has his ring. That's no, who it I'm hit. not gonna say it. Come on, go on, say it. Say it. No, because people it. are gonna know what I'm talking about. Say it. What? There's like an artist doing some AI art of actors. And they did one for the characters in Superman Legacy, and they did one for Nathan Fillon as Guy Gardner. And people are like, "This looks amazing!" And I won't lie to you guys; if you go see it, it looks utterly freaking abysmal. It's terrible. Do they have the Hawk Girl there too? The girl, there's a girl that's cast. Hawk, Hawk Girl looks good. Yeah, Hawk Girl looks okay. really good. Corn and Superman looks good. Looks good. Superman looks uh, good. They didn't do Mister Terrific probably for. There's a hard. There's a really hard way to reasons. that. I'm sorry, but yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. I mean. Here's the deal. If there's a Green Lantern ring in there, it's like that's cool. But yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah. That really, yeah. And Batman's a fascist too, so <laughs> what are you gonna do? That's what a on the nose line too. I never I've never heard a line that was made such a big deal out of. 
and it's such a throwaway line in the movie. Like, I don't know. Listen, really? That's did it? you hear though that George Lopez is getting a spinoff series though from that from Blue Beetle? Or am I the only one that? How come we haven't talked about that yet? Honestly, it's called the Uncle. The uh, <laughs> much like the blue van, isn't it a little too on the nose? The man from Uncle with Henry Cavill. There you go. Speaking of, where's that movie where he has the awful haircut? Did oh, it ever come out? No, it's never coming out. No, <laughs> he's with Dua Leap. What did they do to my boy? They're doing they a tax They're my doing boy. a tax wide off on it. Never happening. Never happening. Good lord. Wow. Good the Witcher. Lord. The Witcher. Us yeah. Coin to the Witcher. Bye bye to that. Oh, Valley of Plenty. I, I hear Henry Cavill's screen testing for Brainiac, though. Just saying. I hear uh, they're going to bring him back, I guess. You know, they're going to bring him back as the villain fighting against himself. Well, it's not himself. Hey, by the way, too, real quick, have you seen all the people pulling gun? Is that true? Like, did he rip on? I don't Batman know. 89. No, apparently it's not true, but it's okay. hilarious. Yeah, he said Batman movies is not so a good movie. Funny. And then Nolan movies, he said weren't good yeah. either. He's, he's like, the Dark Knight is good. Didn't change anything. It's good. It's not my favorite movie. It's like, come on. Was man. it him or no? We don't know, right? I don't think it was him. I don't know. What kind of a world? time in the world. What kind of a world do we live in where the guy like that's in charge of DC Studios? Come on. Clearly, also, that clearly guy had someone who dresses up as a bat has hey, issues. How can I raise my baby in a world? In a world, Kelly. If anyone besides Ian. Nobody's ever that. said. Has anybody said it yet or no? Because Ian's no. the only one who knows, and he did it already, right. so you can't do it again. Yeah. Look, Kelly, look, it's all a bit technical. How can yeah, I raise my world, baby? No, we in live a world. in a world where Superman Legacy will make or break DC, Kelly. Kelly, how can I? How can I live in a world, Kelly? Where the man in charge of the studio doesn't like Batman. Damn you, vice president! You're <laughs> killing us all. Okay. Just, just remember, get us, everybody. Get us out of I get us home. We got to get under one thirty. Come on. I know we will. Just, 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 half. just remember, everybody. Batman Begins is better than The Dark Knight. Okay, Mister C, what could everybody find? Yeah, that's just uh, everybody can find me at N Caruso Jr. on X, <laughs> and we just recorded. A beautiful episode uh, in honor of Gene Simmons' birthday. Yeah, we uh, take apart the Gene Simmons solo album on RBTE podcast, right between the eyes. You ask what that is? It is a podcast with three generations of the rock group Kiss. Myself, the jabroni across the screen for me, and a very good man named Mister Rob Meyer, who is just a, a beautiful human being. Him and his wife and his family. Thank God he does all the work he does on that show. We carry jabroni over there across from us. Oh, we do. I'll tell you some hilarious off air. Go ahead. Um, uh-huh. We're doing plugs, right? You can follow me everywhere at Nico Cruz no, on Twitter, Instagram, Letterbox, at Nico Nose Film on TikTok. Wow. You could follow all my jabroni appearances. Just go to my Twitter. You'll see every every show I do. Oh, and no. um, Godspeed, Spider Man. Godspeed, Spider Man. <laughs> go have some strawberries. Or some apple pie. Does it taste good? <laughs> what does he say, Franco? Huh? When he's eating the pie. Huh? You like that, buddy? Huh? He says he kissed her and it tasted like strawberries. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you go tell your friend Spider-Man at the Daily Bugle? Why don't he go over and bring you pictures? <laughs> oh, man. All right. You guys can follow this show on Twitter at Vigilance1939. Uh, do, of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Same name. Public story as always, Vigilante 1939. 
I'm on Twitter at Nick Of course, I would like you guys to follow the show called Box Office Beyond. That show is currently coming soon. It's going to be more of a box office analytical show. And it's just offering something different in this space here. Um, my letterbox is at Zeddy Films. Movies are a little quiet right now. We are hitting the fall, unfortunately. Uh, but it is award season, hopefully. Uh, so make sure you're following both myself and Nico, as well as Mr. C, because we love movies. And not just on National Cinema Day. Um, but yeah. All right, gentlemen. Close, closing thoughts, comments, and let's get out of here. Well, I thought I did them. Godspeed, Spider-Man. Godspeed, Spider-Man. That's it. That's it. No, because we normally end right after you do that. Yeah. This is lame. Hey, I'm just, I'm just I'll tell you what. I just, okay. Thank everybody for the questions. Yeah, I, hey, that was really I'm that. really like, like surprised that there were there's they that all many left by now, but I'm glad we're doing this. They're, I know. They're, they're fantastic questions. Thank yeah. you. I'm sorry I couldn't answer some of them. They were so good that mm. I just didn't have answers. I'm sorry. Because here they are. Well, I do. Thank you.